Hey everybody, we back again. We back. Going with his Polynesian roots. Uh, I'm <laughs> hey, Spencer brother. and our very aloha welcoming <laughs> licensed clinical therapist, Nas. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm going to get canceled. I'm a doctor from the island. Oh my God. Dr. Nas, people, hello. Now he's Jamaican. All right, great. <laughs> so as Hawaiian as I get is Jamaican, I guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's like, it's an island. It's fine. Uh, and this is the Different Spectrums podcast, where we talk about movies, shows, and mental health that surround those movies and shows. We also like to have some laughs, so don't take <laughs> us too seriously. Or, or do. That's on you. Also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. So before we get into it, and I introduced our guests, go check out Bub's Naturals and Cure Hydration, two of our sponsors for the show. You can get 20% off your entire order if you visit bubsnaturals.com or curehydration.com by yes, using sir. DSP20. DSP20. 20% off your order. Nas, don't you love Cure Hydration? I just got my packs. Just got them today. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Delicious, right? Just some weird flavors in there, but I had orange. I like orange. I'm, I'm surprised I ain't got no, no stereotypical ones. You ain't got no, like, you there know, go. some Mexican ones, great. you know. What'd you just say? Great. I knew you were going to say great. I didn't want to say great. <laughs> I waited for you to say great. <laughs> Where's the hot sauce flavor? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm right. going to stereotypes. You ain't got no to... beans in here? <laughs> oh, <laughs> beans. shit. <laughs> But yeah, it's actually pretty good. No one's uh, gonna get that. <laughs> I'm extremely hydrated and bloated, but that's my normal me. <laughs> All right, thank you, Cure Hydration and Bubs Naturals. Thank you for sponsoring our show. Yep. We we love you. Um, so for today, we have one of our uh, esteemed guests. She's a licensed clinical therapist. Welcome, Vic, back to the show. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Excited to be here. Yeah, welcome back. Excited had, to have you. About <laughs> time. You had two weeks Excited off. It's, to like, it's too much. <laughs> Damn. I'm, it's, okay. great, it's great to be on the show, guys. Great to be on the show. <laughs> yeah. But I'm fun. So today we are checking out the movie Avatar Two: Way of the Water, or just mm -hmm. Way of Water. They yeah. Missed the the in there. Whatever. Um. <laughs> Um, and we're going to be talking about uh, being different. We're going to be talking about misdiagnosing and also ADHD. Bunch of stuff. Bunch of Bunch stuff. stuff. Today is more of a free flow kind of conversation. So, yeah, yeah that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Nice. Anything before we get into the movie? I think uh, the... The Zoom background for Vicky, she keeps fading away because of her hair. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. No Negro hair here, please. Yeah, it's just hey, keep going looking away. cute today. And it looks good, yeah. It just keeps fading. It's funny. The, the camera doesn't know what to zoom in on. Is it her top bun? <laughs> Which one? Um, Is her bun part of I her? I see it shoulders? now. I don't know. Yeah, I see you it see now. It. Um, yeah. No, super excited to do this pod. Uh, like I said, it's going to be more free-flowing, more personal stories. Uh, and yes. then we'll talk, obviously, about no, being neurodivergent. The whole pod is about this young woman being neurodivergent. Um, the tism. The tism. 
And so we're going to see how other people probably related to them and then how they could relate to them or show therapist or just think about this in a different way when you go back and watch it. Uh, of course, shout out to California is now our number one listening. Uh, so nice. LA, San Diego, uh, I almost said Frisco, that's in Texas, uh, Fresno, San Francisco. and then, and then we got M- M- Minneapolis, and there then of course, go. Jersey, he's still up there. Uh, yeah. sorry, Michigan, you suck ass. Still terrible. Uh, so yeah, let's check it out. Uh, remember folks going to the link tree for the self-help worksheets. Uh, if you want to get into the DSP 20 for the codes, it's all in the link tree. Click on those things, take you right into a bunch of self-help. Uh, and now you got supplementation. Stay hydrated. Yeah. Let's get into the scenes. Let's check it out. Whoop, whoop, whoop. 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 I heard a little whoop from Vicky. She's whoop. Whoop. And then there goes the ghost. Yeah. Her hair's just like, did your hair say whoop or was that you? Hey, everyone. Before we get into the show, please check out our collaborator, Bubs Naturals. They sell a variety of health and wellness products, including collagen peptides, MCT oil powder, coffee, apple cider vinegar gummies, and other amazing products. Go to bubsnaturals.com and use our code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order. I just ordered their apple cider and vinegar gummies, and I'm excited to try them. If you are looking for a high-quality, all-natural health and wellness product, Bubs Naturals is a great option. The company offers a wide variety of items that are designed to improve overall health and well-being. So go check them out, and remember to use our code DSP20 when you check out. And with that, let's get into the show. What is she doing? <laughs> I don't know. She's just looking at the sand. <laughs> huh? What'd you say? Are you some kind of freak? He asked if you are a freak. <sighs> no. <laughs> are you sure? I mean, you're not even real not freak. Look at these hands. I mean, look at them. <laughs> hey! 
Back off, fish lips. Oh, another four-fingered freak. Oh, look at this little baby tail. Don't touch me. Oh, baby tail. Leave us alone. <laughs> it's not normal. Look at his tail. Oh, baby tail. It is so cute. You heard what she said. Leave them alone. Oh, big brother, come. Back off. Now. Smart choice. And from now on, I need you to respect my sister. Let's go. What is wrong? Nothing. I'm fine. Why should I not be fine? Why can't I just be like everyone else? great mother want from me? Who was my father? right here in the prefrontal, okay? He's definitely had a seizure. I think we can move on talks. So what is it? I see that I am not needed here. You are Sahik. Remove these things. Ouch! 
You have done nothing! Come on, come on, come on. Let's just take a break. Okay, hold on. I gotta take her IV off. She said that she could feel Awa. She could hear her heart beat. That's what? That is classic frontal lobe epilepsy. Epilepsy? Yep. You see visions, you get states of religious ecstasy like the kind she's describing. <laughs> Plugging into the spirit tree is some sort of a trigger. You definitely can't let her do that anymore. Whatever. Jake, if she seizes underwater again, it could kill her. We back again, everybody. We back. <laughs> Spaghetti. All right, no joke today. Just that crazy shit. Thank yeah, you. I don't Appreciate know. That. <laughs> Spaghetti. That's an Eminem throwback. Spaghetti. Right. Detroit. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So, so we just watched a few clips uh, from Avatar Two, uh, most of which were more visual than you know audio based. Not a lot of talking. Uh, and so if you want to check out the visual side of things, go check out the YouTube page in the link tree. Yep. So that's different spectrums on YouTube. So go check, check it out. out. It's also timestamped. So you can go right to the scene if you want to. There you go. Most of the work is done already. Done. It. Um, so, uh, speaking for most of the scenes here, um, it's all about Kiri, um, and how she's one with the nature oh yeah i forgot what the name was that nature yeah thing was going. she calls her mother it's mother something Avi. Avi. something i think so uh, yeah Avi, the, Avi, great the great mother. mother the great mother sure yeah so she's one with the great mother and she can um do different things uh with nature and can control it or she can even kind of feel it pulsating she can Connected. hear the breathing um of nature and um yeah and so we don't get a ton of backstory with her in this film um i had i was like i bet i bet like she doesn't even have a father i bet um grace who was the doctor um in the first film probably just like birthed her out of nowhere or like the I don't know, the great mother gave her a child, something like that. Yeah. It's probably going to be like a Jesus thing. Could be. On it. Yeah, maybe she took like some type of DNA from the earth itself or some plant or animal. I don't know. I also thought it was going to be the um, antagonist I thought army so dude. Yeah, I, I thought too. it was going to be him too. Yeah. So I thought that as well. Yeah, because yeah, they've had He's a weird daddy. relationship. So. Hey, he can't be He's the daddy. daddy. She's so connected to earth, she can't be the daddy. Yeah. You would think, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Um, so, and maybe that's why she really likes um, what's his face. Um, oh, the boy. Yeah, maybe because they like have a brother sister thing, but they spider. don't know it yet. Yeah, I guess we'll see yeah. spider. 
there we go um but yeah so um we checked out a few scenes with her kind of speaking with nature but then we also saw a scene where she's um on a beach and the new tribe that they're with um calling her like weirdo um a freak freak and yeah and so um kind of see her struggling to kind of um be one with that uh tribe even though she's catched on to like actually you know uh living underwater and things like that so we have the navi who are more of like forest people and then we have this new tribe who are more people of water and so they can breathe underwater they can uh they have like thicker tails for swimming things like that so they're more adjusted to water than them and yeah and so um yeah and then she also has a scene where um she's having a seizure um supposedly right and so um some of the doctors from before kind of come in they're like yeah she's having a seizure that's why she's having all these kind of hallucinations about um godlike figures and things like that um more like western medicine diagnosis while um she's actually being treated by more of a more of a what's it called uh, i don't want to say like a voodoo doctor it's more holistic more holistic holistic more tribal yep yep and then that actually cures her so is that a, are we speaking about western medicine and how it's not always the best mm. we'll touch on it okay so Nas, why'd you pick this movie and or character to focus on? Uh, yeah, I mean, Jesus, there's so many things that we could have focused on in this movie. Uh, yeah. Tons of different characters. I mean, you've got the older brother that doesn't say anything and that, you know, it's all that pressure and anxiety and it's killing him. You got the younger mm-hmm. brother that's a knucklehead and acting out, getting attention and, 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 and vivacious. You got and the, the ma and then you got the little baby who's just curious and having fun, just happy as shit. Yeah. It's like, wait till you get older, kid. You're going to be depressed as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <Wow>. Whoops. <laughs> Vegas last spoiled the ending there for you, adulthood. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, the mom's got her own issues and leaving her own place. The dad's got tons of trauma, military stuff. He talks about protecting. He goes all Vin Diesel on us. Family. It's all these bubbles. It's about family. Fa- number, number, number one thing, family. Uh, hey, Spider, even though you saved your murdering father, family, family, uh, we traded son for a son. I'm like, no, you can go ahead and keep him. Uh, I'd rather no, have my no. son back. He's gonna betray you. He's gonna betray you. Yep. I guess this is how movie three goes because you know, yep. looked it up. Um, Spencer, do you know if there was books or is this just straight movies? It was straight movies, just straight Fucking, movies. Okay, um, there was no book that they're based off of. No, so James Cameron, I believe was the director uh, um does so much so much titanic okay james cameron so and also he did uh i think alien as well i know that's never mind that's not him sorry that's somebody else but yeah james cameron did it he made it all himself he might have taken like a few things from like (laughs) um from pocahontas yeah but uh yeah Mm. also terminator terminator 2 (laughs) okay yep yeah, we talked James about Cameron. that one. We did that one, I think. Yeah. Um, so there's tons of characters. You can talk about the new, uh, the other kids in the tribe. 
and how they're dealing with these new people being on there. We could talk about the whales and the shit that they're going through, getting poached. There's tons of different like story and plots. But specifically, as a neurodivergent podcast, trying to give people examples, talking about mental health, there's no one that gets more abused than probably her that's more misunderstood. The one that's probably the closest to being suicidal would be her and probably the younger boy, right? Because he's mm-hmm. talking to that whale-like thing. I forgot what it's called. Um, yeah. I feel like it started with a J. Um, he's talking to these massive, like, right things, and he's like, no one understands me, no one gets me. So it's a lot of about people feeling misunderstood. Uh, right. And then we could also talk about, you know, what terrible white people are. Uh that's just a different story for a different day. Um, and just, I was talking to a student the other day. I said, eventually we're going to like, AI is either going to kill us all or we're going to go to another planet and kill all that. Like, this is going to be like a whole Transformers where we're just eating planet shit. And the kid was like, why are you telling me this? I don't, I, I just want to pass my class. You need to know. Fair. Be aware. <laughs> Wally, you saw it. You yeah. saw it. <laughs> Yeah, you um, but specifically her uh, awesome human. She reminds me of probably a good handful of my neurodivergent individuals. Uh, a lot of my folks that I work with love, love the earth, love nature, feel connected to nature, love animals, love bugs, don't like killing anything. Um, mm. A lot of them are going to ecology, biology, medical practices, Zoology. A lot of them are going to be veterinarians. Uh, some of them vet techs. A lot of them are going to agriculture and trying to help build these things. I've got tons of students studying fish. I got one student studying slugs, okay. specifically slugs. Okay. And I have this little slug toy in my office. He's like, I like this. And I was like, why? He's like, because I study slugs. I was like, you do? He's like, you've known me for two years. The fuck do I know what you study? I don't know you study slugs. The fuck? It's like we talk about this like 80 times. Yeah. I don't remember your name. You don't want to die, right? Okay, you're good then. So I've done my job. Yeah. Don't need yeah. to know you. Don't need don't to know you. Know you. That. You're happy, right? You smile today? Yep, you're good. I, 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 you're good. Um, so specifically her. Uh, actually, it was a super sad storyline. So I wanted us to talk about just being different. Um, I feel like the visuals are very clear, very straightforward. You, you feel the pain, you see the pain in her. You also see her save her family's life at the end. Mm -hmm. So after all that damage, all that trauma, she makes it through it. She finally finds herself Mm -hmm. and she uses her superpowers, uh, that she honed and harnessed, uh, cause we just had a podcast about being gifted Mm -hmm. and in Kanto. Um, and right. And she has like some talents, some connections, and then she builds, builds, builds practices. And then boom, she saves her family. Um, and I just recently saw, uh, people might've seen on the news, fat Joe that he, right. He talked about his son being uh, neurodivergent and how that's like the love of his life. And it brings all his happiness. And like he said, I've never been more happy than I am after having my son. So is there issues and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, his kid, uh, has a few more cognitive issues. So it's not just autism. There's multiple other things going on. Uh, not the biggest talker. Um, so right. This thing of autism for some people, it's going to be like this beautiful, awesome thing. We're going to see these humans just being the most wonderful people that there are. Um, so that's what she reminded me of. 
me and Spence have talked about many times, is just goodness. And she has it. Mm-hmm. They all have it. All the characters have goodness within them. I think all of us do, actually. Um, right. But she has, like, a ton of it. You look at her and you're like, fuck you. Why are you so nice? I don't trust you. But I want to be you. But then again, I don't trust you. Sorry, that's by my trauma talking there. Sorry. Um, all right. So that's why we're doing the scene. And before we get into like us being different and our different stories, I'll pass it to Vic first. When you're watching these scenes that I showed you, because I had you watch the movie the other day, and obviously, yeah. like, there's tons of things you could talk about with the movie. But specifically, now that you're looking back at her story, what what, what was her story kind of making you think about in these scenes? I would have to say um, just her being different altogether. Like, she knows she's different. Yes, yeah, she's still she's still steadfast. Like, when she went to exploring with the, um, the, the tribe of girls in the water, and she was picking up on stuff right away. Like she was naturally gifted at that. Like she, it all, for me, it felt like she belonged there. And they're like, like "Oh that. shit!" Like she's she's keeping up, and she's she's different, but she's keeping up. Like she knows what she's doing. Um, so I kind of that was like the first thing when I watched it. Like, okay, like she's not struggling at all, none whatsoever, um, with the exception of the seizure that she had in the water. But um, yeah, I I was like, okay, she's. She's doing good. She's hanging in there. She's paving her own way. So I took a lot from that from that scene. Um, and the the well like thing, I don't know I forgot the name of it, but the the little younger brother having the connection and helping the whale and trying to build him up and were she, I don't know what the whale was like he or she, but helping the whale and saying like, hey, you know, and I, I get you're an outcast, but it's not like that anymore. So. A lot of outcast stuff in this film, for sure. There's a lot of outcast stuff in this movie. Yeah, a lot. It kind of started off that way. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Spence? I mean, definitely with the, uh, I think, reason hugely why they're, I mean, they're outcasts, obviously, because they're in a different tribe. But um, also, I mean, their father's, like, one of these uh alien guys that came out from the sky um so and then he taught him pretty much like all about his culture and things like that culture that doesn't exist at all um on that planet and so we really see um like their culture kind of clashing um and and instead of kind of just kind of going along um with the like this water tribe they decided that they want to you know um not do their own thing but they want to do it in their own terms instead um and kind of go against the grain instead of kind of going with everyone else and being just like oh yes whatever you say lord water guy uh you know, and uh, yeah, so I mean, when you when we're looking at this character, it's interesting because it's like it feels kind of incomplete, even though the movie was like fucking three hours. Um, yeah, I agree. And so it, they're le- it just leaves so many questions to really be answered. And he has like f- three other movies to do by like 2030 or something like that. She has 2031. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the main <laughs> actress, like, okay, dude. the mom, she said she's going to be like 55 or 59 by the time yeah. it's done or something like that. Yeah, and then she was like, yeah, I started when I was like 20-something. Yeah. <laughs> so that's hilarious. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of tough with this character because like you want to have like these, you want to say like, oh, it's probably this or this, but at the same time, you have no idea what's going on with her at all. No idea. No idea. So you yeah. just know she's different. Yeah. And and who knows, maybe in the next movies I won't feel like she's neurodivergent, but in this movie, she fits the prototype for so many neurodivergent individuals that are walking around in middle school and high school specifically, feeling mm-hmm. like complete shit. Uh yeah. and then, you know, maybe they make their money doing some hybrid work from home stuff. Maybe they're doing some online stuff like uh, Instagram and like Maybe they're doing some public speaking stuff for only neurodivergent folks. Maybe they're going to teaching or agriculture. Who knows? Uh, mm-hmm. But we do know the unemployment rate for people that are neurodivergent is is very high. And by very high, I mean above 90%. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's the communication skills and the interviews that many folks are lacking. And I can't imagine her doing too well. Because um, I feel like she would be distracted, zone out. I feel like she would be unhappy at a 9 to 5 if we were to put her character in the real world. Uh yeah. She yeah. might just be in nature. Nature. Yep. I need to put her in like a botanical garden or a forest and go be a park ranger or something. And I don't know. She ain't sitting at a desk. No. Um, no. no. All right, Spence. Uh, well, uh, what questions you got for us? Uh, well, this is kind of off of the dome here. Go ahead. Um, but... Uh, what do you think is the reason behind uh, a lot of neurodivergent people kind of connecting with nature? Um, kind of interested to hear your take on that. I'll I'll let Vic see if you have any opinions because I know that's not your specialty, but I'll let you see if you have any opinions. And you don't have to speak too much on it. You can just throw something out there. Um, maybe it's peaceful for them. I'll take that. I don't know. Um, calming, uh, serene. Like, for example, when some of our clients have a lot of anxiety, we tell them one technique, grounding yourself. Maybe some people feel grounded by nature, by things that they can see um, or touch or smell, like being in the garden. You can see flowers or plants growing. That might be grounding for someone you can touch. I like to touch stuff. So maybe some people like to touch plants. There you go. You like to touch things. Yeah. HR might not like that, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it could just be um, something peaceful. Um, One of the things I used to do warm enough for track practice in college, I would look at the sky and just kind of watch the the clouds go by. And it's really calming. Before yes. I get into a tough workout, like, oh, shit, I know we got a tough workout today, but let me take five minutes while I'm stretching to enjoy my surroundings. So something as easy as that, that might be um, something that's calling to neurodivet. Yeah, it brings joy or peace or maybe a memory, um, a, a nice memory, I would assume, um, for these individuals. Uh, that's, uh, I, I'm, this is not going to be the 100% for sure answer. I don't think there is a for sure mm-hmm. answer for this. And I'm not the keeper of all these answers. Um, mm-hmm. 
Sorry, I got to itch my ear. I uh, I think this serenity is true. I think a big thing is there's a lack of judgment. So there's no humans to judge them unless they can just be and exist. It's going to be less stimulating. Uh, so it's going to be very stimulating in your mind, but not overstimulating where you have to deal with too many things. It's only as much as what you want it to be. So if you want to play with a little bug or a plant, it's very colorful as well. There's many different things to focus on. Um, I think it's captivating. Um, I think there's probably some peace in it with just humanity and just watching, or not humanity, but just life itself and watching other things exist. I feel like just watching in general is the thing that a lot of us like. Um, so there's many different things. I think the biggest thing is it's just a place that you can be one with something. You don't have to worry about anything. A lot of my neurodivergent individuals care a lot about the earth, just in general, because they're deeper thinkers. They're not so much as the, the myth is that everyone who's neurodivergent is more narcissistic, more I, me, my. But then you, I work with a lot of clients, a lot, a lot of clients that are very aware of the political environment global warming, things like that. And like Greta Thornburg, um, I think that's her last name, right, Spence? Thorn Thornburg? Yeah. Yeah. I think Thornburg. Thornburg, like something like that. But she's also right on the spectrum. And so there's a lot of folks that think about these things and they worry about these things. They come to my office and they're freaking the fuck out. They're like, some of them are, what's the point of living if the earth is dying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to live yeah. in this world. Um, and so many of my students are going into these earth science, earth-based things to help out the earth and to stop humans from polluting. Uh, I think a lot of it is because they feel like it's something that means something instead of like selling someone some shit. Right. Right. Cause most of the jobs that we go in is, is about merchandise, uh, capitalism. I feel like a lot of my students don't see any peace in that. And they see peace in like rehabbing the earth, such as these native folks, uh, on the show. It's all about being connected. That would be my thing, and I'm sure there's a million other answers, and every neurodivergent person is going to give you a different one. So anyone okay. listening, I'm not the Holy Grail. Everyone's going to have a different answer. If you know one person on the spectrum, that's all you know is one person. That is not the focal point of what autism is. Right. That's the be- and best if, I can do. If you have a different answer, go down in the comments below. Yeah. Share. Actually, sure. uh, go in the comments below, or if you're on Spotify, I have the questions wide open, so you're more than welcome to write the questions in on Spotify, and everyone can see them on Spotify now. There you go. Something I learned. All right. Fancy. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, next question we have coming from Timmy T. Timmy T. Timmy T. He's a race uh, car driver. Timmy T. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. He has very big teeth. He has two fairy wow. godparents. Um, <laughs> so how have you felt different uh, growing up? Um, how have you felt different from others? And how did that, uh, how did it make you feel? Let you go with that, Vic. Always, you're always for up to bat first. Ah, okay. Yeah, growing up different. Uh, first time you yeah. thought you were different, whatever. Um, I would say, um, growing up in the military as a military brat. Oh, that's right. And coming back, or my my dad getting out of the army. Um, 
So kind of just being integrated back into, I guess, civilian life, um, separate from the military. Like I, I knew going back to, or going to like a new public school back in Michigan, I, I just knew I was different off the jump. Um, Cause I started school in Texas and it was pretty diverse. Then went to school overseas and then came back and went to school in Detroit. So just being around like total black students, that was like a culture shock. Like, oh, I haven't experienced this in a long time. Um, and then moving out to Taylor, as people like to refer as Taylor Tucky, um, when we moved out there, it wasn't a lot of black folk. Now it's different. Um, so we would go places and then you just kind of felt unwelcome. Like a lot of white folks are looking at us like, what, like, what are they doing here? Like we here to eat just like y'all. So, um, sure? experiencing you know you another, yeah, uh, experiencing like another, um, culture shock. Um, cause my mom decided to move me from Detroit public schools in the middle of fourth grade to Taylor. So it's like having that readjustment phase all over again. So then kind of got settled in, got to catch up academically. So that was a struggle. Um, but being teased by these group of boys from fourth grade through seventh grade, I kid you not, being called beaver because I had a gap and two big front teeth. And they would tease me nonstop. It was just like morning to afternoon. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like, what did I do to these group of boys? And then it got worse when I got to middle school. I've had yep. girls tell me, I hate you because you're so skinny. And I'm like, I didn't ask to be like, look like this. Like, I'm just, I am the way I am. Like, I am the way I look. But I would, you know, from elementary through middle school, I was teased for, you know, my teeth. Then I was teased for being skinny. I, I still get, you know, little verbal jabs here and there. Like, oh, like, you're just so skinny. And it's like, that's just my body type. Like, I, I can't help that. Now, when I was pregnant, it was a whole another story. It's like 200 pounds. Um, <laughs> but it, it it does something to your psyche. Like, as a kid, you know, you're being bullied for how you look. And it's like, I can't help how I look. I can't help how I act or that, you know, I'm like the black sheep, so to speak. So um, for those of you who have been bullied, I feel bad for you. I feel for you. I know what's like, um, it's not fun, but... You have to do a lot of cognitive reframing and, you know, think about who you are as a person, your identity. And, you know, I don't have a big gap now. I still have big teeth, but my gaps closed. I have, you know, I got braces. That's something that, that I fixed that I felt insecure about because I was teased about it. So some of you might identify with that. Some of you may, may not, but, um, for me, that was like a big, big insecurity because I was singled out for looking different. I didn't look like everyone else. So I was thinking when you said that, you know, I've got a lot of clients I work with. Um, and, you know, every culture and every race is kind of different too. a lot of my right Caucasian white students. It's more about being thin, thin, thin. And then, right. You get into more of the Latinx students. You get to more of the black students. It's more about being thick in the right spots. And, yep. you know, some white girls that got eating disorders, uh, this white students I work with, you know, the eating disorder is very persistent. Um, and it's mm -hmm. funny when some of my Hispanic or black students come in there and, and it's body dysmorphia, but in a different way. And, and, you know, every culture, it's just a different way. And so I'm, I'm not assuming what you went through, 
but right you being a black woman um you being a track star i'm gonna go with star um uh yeah right so uh, I, mean, FYF. I, got, I got the accolades i, I know that's what i'm saying stat tra- track star but right you're not maybe because you are very thin very low body fat mm-hmm. uh i'm a, more of a narrow individual i would assume that plays into your psyche as well too right now having the body type that maybe that some of your other counterparts have um where it's more voluptuous i mean i don't know you know what i'm getting at right <laughs> yeah and it's so funny because when i was pregnant my my under my mom's side she was like oh you're big and i'm like damn like i'm just fucked either way i get teased about being skinny i get teased about being fat while i'm pregnant i'm like i can't win you can't so win it's just like damn you can't you win see. it's like yeah you just it is what it is but um yeah it, it is a culture thing and our you know the black culture you know praise for having you know wide hips a big ass big titties yep. you name it and then the, awesome. it's, it's, it's a delicious delicious and then you know and you know contradiction to that you know white women like to be thin and Ugh. you know or you just go with thin it's a thing i just wanted but, to make a point that you probably faced so much ridicule being in a white school you faced some ridicule and then you go to a black school or a more urban school and then you face a different ridicule. And like you said, specifically middle school, I feel like middle school, everything ramps up Uh, the toxicity Mm -hmm. of all of us, the villainous uh, and which I was, was a piece of shit myself. Um, I actually cringe when I think about some of the people that I would tease. Uh, It's horrific. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Why? Why? You know how bad they must have felt. Uh, so it just sucks. It all sucks. We're all fucking victims when it's that middle school, high school stuff. Not Some people are just perpetrators, but most of us are victims of that cycle. Um, yeah. Any difference on how you feel like you're different now versus folks? Personality-wise, human-wise? Or no, you feel like you're pretty like, yeah, I'm pretty normal. Because I know for sure I'm not fucking normal. I... I would say after I got my braces, I was like, okay, I feel like I can smile more. I feel like I'm more confident when I talk as opposed to, I'm just really shy and I'm just going to not say anything. I mean, you can see that with anyone. I worked at a jail, so I've, I've, I've seen meth mouth, all that stuff. And then they see someone get out and get their teeth fixed. It's a complete transformation. They feel more confident, right? So not saying that I d- did meth or anything. I'm just saying... I had braces, <laughs> fixed my grill, feel a little bit more confident. I got a little more pep in my step. So, yeah. um, that's a meth talking. Yeah, that's a meth talking, girl. You got that good meth. Because that blue we, stuff. Yeah, we need to put that's that nave stuff. <laughs> We're gonna put that in some chicken and sell it. Meth chicken. <laughs> oh shit! It's that blue chicken. Yeah, that blue chicken. While you last. <laughs> yeah. It might be mothballs. It might be meth. I don't know. It's a new girl reference. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, talking about some of that because I know a lot of people are probably going to relate to you because a lot of neurodivergent folks, um, you'll notice that many of them are very thin. Many are very big and obese. And you know, of course, there's a wide spectrum of it, but you'll see a lot of thinness and you'll see a lot of obesity. Uh, the obes- obesity is because we can't really gauge if we're hungry or that we're full and so we just keep eating and eating and eating and a lot of us do it because we're bored and it's like an adhd thing and we eat and we eat and we eat 
And then you've got the other spectrum where a lot of my folks, specifically women, will have disordered eating. Not an eating disorder based off of their body, but it'll be disordered eating. Meaning a lot of them will be kind of ADHD and flighting and they won't remember to eat. Some of them will be too anxious to eat. Many of them will have gastrointestinal issues unless their stomach's always upset. So why would you eat? Mm-hmm. Some of them are just too fucking busy and they just forget. And so you see a lot of disordered eating and a lot of thinness. Um, so I know a lot of folks will relate to the story that you just preached. Thank you. What about you, Pappy? <laughs> I'll just say um, I grew up in the Dinah suburb, Minnesota. And, you know, just having... Uh, biracial parents uh, or being biracial um, from, you know, interracial parents, uh, just different, just different, different, just different culture overall. Couldn't, you know, I just never really got into being, um, I, I never really got into being, you know, in a clique or in a group or anything like that, right? Even though I played sports and things like that, always felt like I was a little bit different because I, I love nerdy shit. I didn't really like going out or anything like that. Um, only loved just, you know, playing sports and just sometimes going outside playing with other people. But um, yeah, I mean, once they hit like high school and shit, it was a lot more isolated because it wasn't i wasn't like going outside and playing and shit like that all the time it was more about just doing sports and then if i didn't have any sports to play then i was pretty much just at home uh doing nothing um and so uh, i really have to say it's like these movies like this type of movie especially when they talk about outcasts and things like that definitely resonates because it just Felt like I was always that. Um, never could say like the right things. Never really, um, really had a good grip on who I was, which a lot of people in high school don't. But at the same time, it just felt like um, I wasn't really in anyone's group or anything like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I had friends and things like that, people to talk to. But at the same time, I didn't really, you know, like I said, I didn't really go out much or anything like that. All I wanted to do was just play sports and, you know, try to talk to girls, which I have failed miserably so many times. Failed miserably. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about on the pods. He uh, tried. What... He tried. Yeah, tried and he... failed. Which is good. That's more than a lot of my boys and girls. You know what? Right? That's, you know what? That's hilarious. Because... <laughs> I love it when we were just like, hey, you tried. And be like, okay, let's see you face the rejection and be like, you know what? You tried. You tried, man. You did it. You didn't you didn't do it well, but you did it. <laughs> yeah. You fumbled all your words. You yep. made an ass of yourself, but you tried. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we've talked oh, about that many shit. times with you being like socially Oh yeah. And uh, unlubricated, unkempt uh Jesus. Yeah. Unlubricated. <laughs> unlubricated. You just you just, you know, you just a little, little scared, a little never, no divergent self. We, what was, was the pop? Also, was that I said like just dumb shit just to get attention to. <laughs> yep. So that's a vibe. Yeah, it was always that. Yeah. 
yeah that that's a vibe just saying random shit to see if like people like oh i think people will like this thing that i say and then you say it and they're all like why would you say that or if it's like that thing where like you say a joke and then like five minutes later somebody else says it and it's just like everyone's cracking up at the other person yeah and you're just like uh-huh. oh, okay all right feel that yep. all right well, I probably said it, it wrong. The, or, yeah. Was it the delivery? Was it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's just me. I suck. <laughs> yep. You don't like me. Right. Yep. I remember you've talked about that many times. It's mostly like the social interactions, um, specifically the dating stuff we talked about in a pod with Salim when we All did right. the 50 First Dates pod. Um, we yep. were talking about a lot of the awkwardness coming out of you. Um, yeah. Did you have any oh, bullying yeah. that went on or no? In middle school, high school, or not really? I guess a little bit when it came to, like, when it was, like, sports, especially football. Football, yeah, because, like, I was defense, and, of course, I would go against these fucking offensive linemen that were just... Massive. Massive, right? And I was probably, like, 140 back then. So I was just skinny and tall. Um, And so, yeah, I remember one time, dude, like, I went to go try to get around him hit my face on the floor and then he just sat on top of me yep just embarrassing and i was just like this feels good right now yes feels, feels really good that's one of our our patented moves is when you yeah. get the guy to fall down you just pan- you finish the pancake you smother yeah. him with butter and you just lay on him sometimes i would like blow that's kisses at dudes thing? it's a yes. thing i would like legit Damn, blow kisses at dudes up. while they're on the bottom of the pile i'm like Come on, baby. Yeah. Feels yeah, good down there, great. doesn't it? I would good. pinch you. I would pinch you. Oh, yeah. I was punching people yeah, at the bottom no of the there. pile. It was bad. Uh, I was like gouging guys. Yeah, I was gouging guys' eyes. It was it was okay. good time. That's, Jesus Christ. It was good time. Uh, that's a bit intense, sir. I was a terrible person. And by any means necessary, I was trying to scare you to death. Um, I've had many. Or blind, or blind someone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've also had neurodivergent explosions mentally on the field and just completely just lost it, um, Mm -hmm. on players, on coaches. Uh, it was good fun times. Um, people after the play, uh, I was cussing out that coach because he was harassing another player and then talking shit about our, our, our current coach. He was suspended. Um, I usually Mm -hmm. blow up when people are hurting others that I love. That's usually the only time I blow up. Um, I remember specifically That's Colin. Colin got hit on a sack that I blew. Like I yeah. blew it, and like he almost like legit. I thought he was gonna die at halftime. Yeah. Um, came out the next uh, halftime, and I was head hunting for the guy, and I could never get to him. So I just decided after the whistle to blow his head off. Uh, and then that was a fifteen yard. I mean, we we're gonna beat by like thirty. Who cares? Now I'm just gonna try to kill yeah. you. Yeah. So you got a penalty. Oh, it was a good penalty. Yeah, it was a good one. I looked at Colin. He's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Probably doesn't even remember that. <laughs> yeah, because he was half dead. Um, see, that's the thing. Like, I usually blew up at people when they started, like, criticizing me. And, like, when I played, especially basketball, when I played basketball, um, and, like, our whole team was losing, and then they would just critique me. I'd be like, first of all, I'm already fucked. Like, I am a terrible critic of myself. I know, like, every time, if I miss a shot, like, I'm beating myself up every time, even though it's, like, impossible to make every shot that you, yeah. you know, shoot. Right. Stuff. You're like, I don't but, need this feedback from you. Yeah, no. Especially <laughs> when we're losing already. 
don't need it. I'm good, coach. And just yell at him yeah. during the game. That was bad. That was a bad one. Leave me alone. I was like, really? <laughs> really? Yep. Because he I didn't get a rebound. He was like, why'd you get the rebound? I was like, really? Because he's fucking right there. I couldn't grab it. I'm the only <laughs> one boxing out. Just fucking went full fuck you mode. Full meltdown. It know. happens, man. It happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for me, I always felt different. Everywhere. All the time. I remember... Mm. Walking to school, I remember getting kicked out of elementary, uh, getting who the hell gets kicked out of second grade? Who the hell gets expelled in second grade? You got expelled? In second grade. Yeah. Damn. I was so ADHD, but I was so intelligent that it was just so boring, the classes. Um, But I Mm. could not read well. And right, because they didn't know I had dyslexia. They just thought I had ADHD, but the dyslexia was there. I couldn't read and retain it. But mathematics Mm -hmm. and all the other stuff, like I'm just doing fine. And uh, I would just start goofing around, and I would look for attention. Uh, but I remember uh, it was different. I remember people would tease me, or people would get me to say things, and I would like just start swearing up a storm because all these older people would be laughing. Mm-hmm. I remember one time my uncle, one of my uncle's Mexican uncles, said, "Why are you always watching people?" I don't fucking know. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm not, like y'all don't even want me to talk. And you sure as hell don't want me to like start shit and start stabbing people. So like, I think it's fine if I just sit here and I just looked at them. I was tiny. I remember doing all these chores for my mom yard work, and I was tallying all all up and like itemizing how much it should cost, and I submit the bill. She's like, "I'm not mm-hmm. fucking paying you for this." <laughs> um, I was just so different. Uh, I remember trying to fit in. And I never fit in with the white crowd because I was too urban. I never fit in with the black crowd fully because I was too white. I was Mexican. Uh, weren't a lot of Mexicans when I was in middle school and high school. It was mostly black folk or white folk. Um, uh, always cognitively different. Always cognitively hid my intelligence. I told a student the other day, I said, not too many people know this. But you will know this today. I hide my intelligence at all times. She said, why do you do that? Because when I need to get something or take something, you will never see it coming. She's like, well, Jesus. Mm. They never see it coming. And I said, I've done that because I had to hide my intelligence to school because everyone would want to cheat off you. And so if they want to mm. cheat off you, now you're going to steal my shit. Now I'm going to get bad grades. Now my dad's going to whoop my ass. Nah, no, 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 no. Mm. That's not happening. And that's when Pops was healthy. He scared the shit out of you. Um, so there was a lot of hiding that I did. Uh, of course, when we went to the big boy school in Lansing, there was, of course, tons of bullying. And, right, I was I was small on that team. Um, and you're getting just pounded by these soon-to-be NFL athletes. athletes. Uh, many of them that went to Division One, many of them that went and played in, in the NFL, or at least got cut uh, from the NFL a few times. Always different, always weird. I remember my friends always looking at me, teachers, professors. They always give me this shitty look. There's always the shameful look they give me, like tisk tisk. And I've got that so many places in my entire life. Tisk tisk. Why would you do that? You're disgusting. And then I'll eventually get the one where they're like shocked. They just look at me, would bewildered. 
mm-hmm. you got a degree or you finished really well or you passed this class or you're mm-hmm. not a complete idiot. I remember even coaches, I've seen it in uh, at St. Mary's. When I would turn on the professionalism, they'd be like, who the fuck is this? Because mm-hmm. they see me talking shit with the students. And then I go to their office and it's all business and we're taking notes and we're itemizing things. Or I'm talking shit with the coaches and they see me all business with students and they, they're they surprised that I can switch between those two personalities. Always different. I got invited to a thing. Uh, today is 6-20-2023. Sorry. Um, so on Wednesday, tomorrow, I'm going to this hangout. Oh, a bunch shit. of people are... are Responded in the group text. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. And I had said I was coming. That I'll move some things and I'll come. Later towards the night, I said, so there's too many people that said they're coming now. Fuck this. I'm not coming anymore. Sorry. And then I put a bunch of laugh emojis. <laughs> just kidding, but not really. <laughs> yeah, I said, just kidding. I'm still going to go. I'm just going to show up. Um, I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. I thought it was going to be like me and a handful of people. Now it's like fucking 30 people coming. What the fuck will you... I'm not going to know what face to put on. And then I know immediately what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go in there and start talking cash shit. Hey, just put your keys in the bowl and it'll all be fine. Okay. The keys in the bowl? I don't get that reference. That's what they used to do in swinger party. Oh, Jesus Christ. Put their keys in a bowl and they would take random keys and be like, you're going with me tonight. Yeah, there you go. I'm probably just gonna go in the house, Starting. look at all the look at all the things that I can steal, and then then I'll know in case I ever get poor. Okay, folks. Just so you know, he's <laughs> joking. Yeah. Not even that. Um, that the, the, the poor version of me. That's uh, the, some of those things never die. I remember Colin recently. He's like Nas. You're not poor anymore. He's like, why are you still acting like this or doing these poor things? You're not buying like the nice things. You're not poor anymore. There's so many weird quirks to me that just don't go away. A lot of that is trauma based. Um, someone else, or maybe it was you, Spencer. Someone else said something to me too. You're not this anymore. What are you doing? Uh, I remember one time a teacher told me, "You're not. You're not a thug. You're, you're in graduate school. Act right. Dress right." I was like, "You know, go fuck yourself." Um, I've always been different. Uh, I've been, I was bullied a lot. I've bullied other folks. I watched her scene and if I actually focus on the emotions and I can see my clients faces and stories and how suicidal some of them are, it makes me really sad. Her being called a freak is tough for me to hear. If I put my visuals on her saying, why am I different to her father, her mother? And then again to the dad, why am I different? Like, what's going on? Am I crazy? Am I crazy? They come, people come to my office. Am I crazy? What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with you, kid. Ain't nothing wrong with you, kid. You're just normal. I told a student the other day, I said, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I'm autistic. And he said, man, I relate to so many of the things you said. Maybe I'm autistic. I said, we ain't got enough time to talk about that. We'll get to that next time. <laughs> Wow, Dragon Ball Z him <laughs> on the next episode. Of on the Ball next Z. episode, <laughs> is, a girl, is he autistic? <laughs> Obviously, yes. But next time, <laughs> but next time, I said, "Girl, it's a good chance, girl. It's a good chance." I got one kid now that's fighting on it tooth and nail, 
And I'm like, every time they say anything sideways, I'm like, you're so autistic. She's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I love Coach. I have one friend who I'm like, autistic. She, but, and she's so autistic. She keeps up. You're like, why? Give me a, like a full explanation of why I'm autistic. I'm like, this is it. This is it. Why don't you understand this? <laughs> this exact scenario of words that you just uttered. I need to know the exact symptoms of being autistic. I'm like, <laughs> I can't. You're doing it. It is. The humanity that you present is neurodivergent. Uh, All right. So I'm going to go on a little spiel here. Yes. Uh, we see her spiel with her, um, the character. So folks mm -hmm. can relate to it. There's the folks that are going to be neurodivergent that in the first scene, she kind of just playing with stuff and bugs and plants. You could see that as being connected to earth. You could also see that as being ADHD and just kind of zoning out. We call it, some folks will call it maladaptive daydreaming. And then she ends up falling asleep because she's so peaceful. So kind of like uh, Vicky said, she would just kind of look at the sky and be relaxed. Well, she's so relaxed and regulated that she passed out. That's one of the more neurodivergent things that you can do is kind of just be lost in your own mind, having some fun, and you're just like, I'm going to sleep. I used to stare up at the sky and the clouds uh, and watch the trees blow and the leaves blow and just listen to them. And I would just lay in the grass and just pass out. That felt like the, a lot of the symptomologies of someone being neurodivergent, ADHD, different, being more mindful and in the moment instead of everyone going, what's next, what's next, what's next. Uh, her seizure is also a common sign or symptom of epilepsy that folks have uh, that are on the spectrum. Can be triggered by sleep issues. Obviously, it's a neurological issue. Could be triggered by the different chemical imbalances. Um, specifically in here, it's triggered because she got overstimulated. So if you look at that seizure scene, and I know it's kind of scary, but I wanted to leave it in there because you can see her like veins or her nervous system kind of like spiking and like being mm -hmm. super glowy. That's an anxiety attack that some would have. Or when you're neurodivergent, you're having a full on spaz out or meltdown or emotional breakdown. That would be you in that scene is being completely overstimulated and kind of seizing mentally. Fast forward until huh. the doctor's trying to help her. You could imagine that as, you know, Someone that's not neurodivergent affirming, someone that's not known with what autistics uh, go through, or the symptomology of someone that's autistic. And they'd be like, oh, this is just OCD, you know, or they just had an anxiety attack. It's not a big deal. Here's some meds. You'll be fine. And then you come to someone like me. So you were overstimulated. By what? Oh, it was by this. Oh, okay. So let's talk about why you were overstimulated. And now that we know it's this thing, and maybe now that you might be neurodivergent, let's avoid some of these things. That way you're in these less scary situations more often, or less often. Uh, maybe let's prepare and make sure that you're already accepting that these situations are going to be scary, and then take your breaks when you need to. Someone that's neurodivergent, like aware and affirming, We'll see their clients in a different viewpoint than just pathologizing everything. I was talking to Hewan the other day. I said, uh, I said, let me pull out the book. He said, why? Because I want you to know the names of what you got because no one's ever fucking told you. 
And there's power in knowing the names because now you know you're not crazy, right? There's an actual like name for it. So, right, we go through generalized anxiety, major depression, um, and then PTSD, but a medical PTSD. Um, and we go through this stuff. We work through it. He talks about why he's having these visions and all these things and freaking out about car accidents because the one that happened before. We talk about how it's manifesting and like just being terrified of driving. Hmm. Well, this is a neurodivergent mind. Something happens, you're triggered, and now it's reoccurring all the time. About social situations like me and Spence and how we're kind of fudging it up and then it makes us avoid and, rec and recluse. And I shut my office door and I want to talk to no one. Um, and people will be like, you're so vivacious and you're so fun. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a mask. When so, I need to be. When I need to be because you're dealing with the mask. Um. So that was one thing with her uh, being neurodivergent, multiple things, uh, is being misdiagnosed or over or underdiagnosed with things. Also, if they would have put her on seizure medications, it could have been bad. Uh, some seizure medications are antidepressants or ADHD meds, but still, it could have been bad. Um, things to keep in mind when you're looking at folks that are on the spectrum. So many complexities. Uh, her specifically feeling crazy and zoning out is probably the most common thing that my students have. Because there's always like uh, we just saw the basketball player, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Thon Maker. No. What's his name? It wasn't Thon Maker. That's a different dude. Which one? The the dude from the Bucks and the Pistons that that just got diagnosed with being on the spectrum. Oh. Um, oh, Snell, Tony, Tony Snell, Tony Snell. Yeah. Not Thon maker. They almost look the same. Um, Jesus Christ. They do. They're very tall, lengthy. They have Go no on. stats. Just move on. I know. <laughs> Let me not get canceled. Um, <laughs> Tony Snell got recently diagnosed. He's an NBA uh, player. He was on many different teams. He's mostly known as a three and D person shooting threes, playing defense. Um, and he got diagnosed with being autistic at the age of 31. Black individual, but he got diagnosed because his 18-month-old son got diagnosed. And he's like, oh, shit, well, I act like my son. And so he's, he, then the therapist was like, oh, maybe you should get assessed. And he got assessed, and they said, yeah, dude, you're neurodivergent. And everyone's, like, celebrating him, which they should, and affirming him, which they should. But he is not the only one that is neurodivergent in the NBA or NFL or any pro sport. I got a bunch of Olympic athletes that I have worked with, and many of them are neurodivergent. The hyper-focus and specificity to become that proficient in your sport. One of my power lifters uh, says, hey, man, if you're this strong, you're either racist as shit or neurodivergent. I'm like, so are you the neurodivergent one or the racist one? She's like, I'm the autistic one. I'm like, okay. That's for you to find out. <laughs> I know. As he puts Spin on the wheel. <laughs> Spin the wheel. As I pull down my LGBTQ flag and there's a Confederate flag so I don't get shot. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Not going to get me. So I tell her about my best friend that's really strong. And she's like, give me his numbers. And I was like, what numbers? His power, all his lifting numbers and his body weight. Yeah. She's like, yeah. So he's not strong enough to be racist or autistic. And Colin goes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, you're still autistic, bro. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Um, so there's many things in her story that shows a neurodivergent individual. Um, 
her specifically when she's just looking at the sand and like hyper focused at the sand. I've seen so many of my humans in the waiting room, in hallways, outside, just zone the hell out or zoned in. I remember one of my boys that I knew was autistic. And he wasn't even my boy. He was a kid that I was on a mission trip. And little Terry was with me. And I said, he's on the spectrum. And she goes, oh, I know. And he was literally just looking at the wall, the cinder blocks on the wall, just looking at the holes and the lines in the wall. And I know a bunch of kids are like, he's fucking weird. And I looked at him. And I'm like, I've done that. Hmm. I'm just like following the lines and the holes or looking at all the holes in the ceiling tiles. Oh, yeah. Or you see a pattern or a figure, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. it's a flower." Is it Jesus? It from this angle, <laughs> it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is that Jesus in my toast? Yeah, the one spot Jesus wanted to be was in your toast. <laughs> you knew I he needed back. So. He came back. I was watching the show The Neighborhood, and uh, one of the brothers is somewhat coded neurodivergent. Um, and they go, yeah, man, you definitely got OCD. And he's like, no, I don't. He's like, dude, you used to eat alphabet soup in order, in alphabetical order. <laughs> they said it'd take you like three hours to eat the soup. He's like, fuck <laughs> you. How else are you supposed to eat it? <laughs> That's funny. It was funny. The show's actually very funny. The acting is terrible. The show itself is funny. It's a sitcom. What are you going to do? It's, it's CBS sitcoms, too. So they're like super yeah. like dry oh, humor. Um, CBS is just terrible with it. Sure. Yeah, I wanted to bring this to light because of so many of her symptoms, and I've seen it. And when she stared at that sand, and then they bullied her for it, I was like, Jesus Christ. I thought of all my students that just stare at things. I thought of Salim and how he just stares at puzzle pieces for like five minutes before he shoves it into the wrong hole. I'm like, Jesus Christ, kid, you know it doesn't fit. And he just keeps turning it and turning it. I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, he made a puzzle together once. <laughs> He's like, this one? It's like, no. no. <laughs> this is a circle. <laughs> this is, I don't even know. Where, I don't even know where you got this piece from. <laughs> it's just a box. He's like, eh? <laughs> this is a piece of oh, cheese you got from the fridge. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is Jesus. a piece of cheese. <laughs> it'll, uh, fit. It'll, it'll fit. It'll fit. He smushes the shit out of him, too. And I'm like, damn it. Um, I think if she grew up in the in the in the real world, I think she would have a lot of mental health issues because a lot of people would see her as legit crazy and misdiagnose her, and she would be very reclusive and alone. Uh, last thing, and I'm done. I remember talking uh, on a panel. It was a bunch of different therapists. Some of them were for Indiana University. And I made some jokes. I said, hey, I got some of the smartest kids there are in the nation. When you got a bunch of kids in, in, in art class, and I was joking about liberal arts. And uh, he said, yeah, well, at least our kids actually go outside and they're not just locked in the room all day, every day. And I'm like, Oof. I just took oh. offense because uh, yeah. you're making fun of a lot of my neurodivergent people. Mm -hmm. It's like, so I'm going to do my dad's old school death prayers on you and we'll see what happens. Uh <laughs> <laughs> He's going to laugh at that. He's also going to be like, don't tell anyone about it, because then the ones I got out there might not come true. Oh, my. <laughs> He's going to be like, Spence, I did not say that. I did not I say that. He's going to text you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those people know. <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> so, uh, I think that goes through some of the questions on there. Was there another question that was on the list after one? I mean, uh, let's talk about her uh, seizures and misdiagnosis. I don't think we really got into depth about that, like the misdiagnosis overall. So I'm going to kick that over to Vic um, because you brought up a very good uh, something to talk about that I think others might be interested in. And then I'll finish it off with some uh, with the affirming stuff. Okay. Um, so I, I kind of brought up... Um, while we were watching it, um, I wrote down ancestral practices or tribal practices or having a holistic approach versus uh, Western medicine. Um, and the one scene we can see, uh, there was a uh, medical aid brought in to help Kira, Kiri, 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 Kiri. Um, and then you kind of see mom kind of step in like, all right, this shit isn't working. Let this lady do her her magical, mystical stuff and magical. see if this helps bring my daughter daughter back. So coming from like a, a counselor or a therapist standpoint, um, we have different clients. So um, if they have any medical issues going on, you can't always just say, oh, go to the doctor. Um, it might, they True. might have some different practices or upbringing or things in their culture that they might want to, you know, adhere to or try out to, you know, help with any physical ailments or anything like that. So just being mindful that Western medicine shouldn't always be the first approach or go-to and maybe kind of treating from a different approach. Um, and I personally sharing this, I've had a, a couple of seizures. Um, the first one I had was very, very weird. Um, okay. And it, I remind I just remember being out of it, body was rigid, but I I remember walking through a vibrant nursery, like everything was bright, flowers, plants, everything was just like beautiful. And then when I came to, I was just like, damn, like, is this what death is like? <laughs> so it's just weird. Um, there's different types of seizures, so a lot of people don't know that. If you're dead, are, Many we, different types of are seizures. we dead? If you're dead, that means we're dead because we're in your world? Yeah, this isn't real right now. This is I all know. right. What right. is real? <laughs> Continue. With I mean, the... it's scary. It it's is. scary shit. Um, but thankfully, I don't have to take any medication. Good. Everything's kind of ruled out, but it's it's scary. Um, so for those of you who have epilepsy or any other forms of seizure, um, what are the forms? Definitely get that checked out. There's so many. So you have like grandma. You have yeah. some that are called tonic, tonic, clonic. Where you kind of just fez out and you're like fixated on looking at something and you're kind of out of it for like 10 or 20 seconds okay. so it kind of goes along with what you were saying earlier like people who kind of zone out or they're looking at something and it could be seizure related and not even know um and you have the, the grandma where people are like shaking and um yeah there's for those like of you who are cpr first aid trained do not put anything in anyone's mouth when they're having a seizure don't do that Okay. Um, but there's different types of seizures out there. So, um, yeah, I know there's like the small, podcast. I know there's like the small ones too. I don't know what they are. Cause I remember one of the psychiatrists said, are they having seizures in your office? And I was like, fuck, I don't know. What the fuck does a seizure look like? It looks different because yeah. we, we normally think of a seizure as someone on the floor shaking uncontrollably. 
that's one form of a type of uh, different type of seizure. But you have those that are, you know, people are just, their body is rigid. They can't yeah. move. Their body is stiff. And then you'll have some where people are like literally zoning out. And yeah. it looks like they're daydreaming. That's what one of my kids was having in the office. Yeah, that's one of my kids. And yeah. I thought he was just having like a panic attack. And he was looking at me. And he's like, it's happening right now. I was like, I was like, shit, what's, what's happening? Like, bro, we just sitting here. And it wasn't nothing mm -hmm. scary that we were talking about. And he said he was just like, boom, he was gone. Yep. And so the psychiatrist was like, man, I think he's having seizures. And so I had to send him to case management so mm -hmm. they could like get him to work with some medical doctors instead of psychiatry because it's a medical issue. Um, from after listening to more of what you heard, I mean, the psychiatrist is like, dude, he's having seizures in your office. So it's like, Jesus Christ. I, I thought had that happened to me a month ago. A lady, they took off her Capra and she was in the office and she was just word salad. Like she was just, the, 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 and she was like, she couldn't get out her words. And I was like, I had to email the nurse, like, I need you to come assess her now because she came off her Capra and she's in here. You know, it's not a medical issue per se. We're trying to rule that out if it's mental health or medical. And I'm like, I need you to reassess her. We might have to call the ambulance. I had to call that a petitioner to the hospital because she was that unstable. And her Jeez. husband was like, I don't know what to do with her. And I'm like, we got to get her back on some seizure medication because she's just incoherent. I don't understand what she's saying. And she's like, emotions all over the place, up and down. She's smiling, she's laughing, she's crying. I'm like, yeah, this is not normal. No. Um, yeah. So I would always say, you know, if something's going weird in the body, and if part of your cultural identity is to do more holistic healing and health, that's awesome. Um, and then also mm -hmm. make sure that you're seeking medical advice. If something is feeling off, listen to your body. Do what you need to do to seek consultation and advisement. I was thinking about me and Spence. We've had a conversation before with people that are more religious. Um, and I think we did on a different pod. I have the visual of it, but I can't remember what pod it was or what we talked about. Um but it was like people won't take their children to get medical care because they're so religious. Um, and like, mm -hmm. God's got it. I had a client come to me recently. He said, yeah, they sent me to a Christian counselor. I said, Hey, I mean, I'm not going to knock it. Did it work? They said, no, they told me to pray on it. I was like, okay, that's not how anxiety or depression works. Um, yeah. So I believe Jehovah's witnesses have that where they can't take blood or blood transfers or anything like that. Oh yeah. I, I think that's the thing. Yeah. The blood transfusions yeah. and stuff. Yep. Yeah, um, they, yeah, you can't take any blood, which is fucking scary. So, yeah, because what if you need it? You know, what are you gonna do with your child? Uh, yeah, like if you're bleeding out or something, and they're like, "Well, Jehovah's Witness, like, what can we do? You can't screwed. do anything." Um, yeah. and I know there's other religions and cultures too where like we're not doing that. Oh yeah, and uh, that's scary. So if you're a kid that needs medical attention or health, like there's places that you can go. Look up some of these nonprofits that have to take you um, and assess you at least. Um, you know, if, if you get a bill, I'd rather you be healthy. I mean, you're not suing me for this shit, but I'd rather you save your life uh, than prolong something. Um, yeah, it depends it, on the state. I think on Michigan, if you're like 15, you can go. I mean, they're still going to put your parents' information down and look it up, but Correct. if you need mental health services, you can, we can't deny you. Mental health basically. or just physical health if something's wrong. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I always say seek medical consultation. I've got clients I'm working with now. I'm like, okay, this is out of my scope. There's some stuff going on here, right? You're not, there's some, you know, 
your cycle's not happening and it's not an eating disorder. Been so to the doctor in two years. We we need five you years, to twenty. Yeah, you gotta go. We, you gotta go to the doctor. You gotta figure out this hormone stuff. Get your blood drawn. See if there's anything weird going on, right? Because we can do therapy and some holistic healing and like nutrition. I get that in exercise. Yeah, it's awesome. But there's some also some weird shit going on. We need to get checked out. Thyroid, vitamin D, vitamin, all the Bs. Like, we just need to check it out. And then I can recommend you see the psychiatrist for anxiety medication. But we need to get you having your cycle normally for the first time. Because if you don't have in your cycle, that's messing everything up. Um, hormonally. Hormonally, mm -hmm. really messed up. And so I think that's kind of what we were talking about is... Spence is the holistic thing, medical care, and then also being neurodivergent, making sure that you're seeking someone that actually knows what the hell they're talking about with neurodivergent folks, or at least is not just right. going to push you away as being borderline personality disordered because you're dysregulating and like uh, blowing up like I was, or maybe you're self-harming, but there's reasons why you're doing it. And you're most likely probably overstimulated. I can guarantee it you're overstimulated unless you're finding ways to cope, to soothe, but some of them are going to be not good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that. Tidies up that question. All right. All right. Um, also, last question that we had was talk about her kind soul and value for all life. I think we kind of touched on that. Did. Um with especially when we were talking about um, just nature and uh, autism kind of coinciding together. Yep. And don't get it twisted. You'll find some folks that are kind of assholes or standoffish or, or maybe they're going to read a lot of crazy shit on the internet and they're going to be like these little incels, you know, like just hating everyone. Yeah, there was a news story saying that there might be like this um, thing coming where the internet will go out for like six months or something like that and uh, i mean people are gonna lose their shit <laughs> i i hope it happens don't get me wrong i love the internet for what it does right love it mm -hmm. but at the same time there's always that thing when you do something a little bit too much and it just i think we've hit that too much i think we've hit it um because so many people it's just too many communities to where like where anything can just be talked about like look at flat earthers and shit like let's be honest 20 years ago wasn't even a thing it's wasn't a thing, a thing. now it's all gotten because so many people are just like see look at the science even though it's not really science and then go here and it's just fucking stupid it's yeah. just we have become so dependent on the internet. It's fucking crazy. And lost. We doom scroll, and a lot of my clients will be lost in some really scary stuff. Yeah. And you take someone that is kind of naive to some things, and it can get real sketchy. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I do have... My Xbox has a DVD player, so I'd be able to make it and put something on replay. But, That's uh, what I'm saying. I got so many DVDs and VHSs. Be you'd be okay. Yeah. Vicky's got kids to keep to talk, her. Yeah, it'd be hard to talk. Vicky's got kids what? at least to keep you distracted, so that's good. Yeah. Go outside and play. Yeah, old school. Yep. Let's go to the park. Yeah. And you got you got a new sugar daddy, so you got entertainment too now. <laughs> Free entertainment. <laughs> Someone sent me a picture. Uh I'm gonna post it to the Instagram. It's like this dude. They're like 
how do you relax? And it's this dude just laying on his bed with a bunch of teddy bears. <laughs> and they said, Nas, is yep. this you? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. My Winnie the Pooh is just sitting there. <laughs> you just, oh, uh, cut to. Uh... Yeah. So, yeah, we can cut to. Is there anything else we wanted to tie up? Because I had a bunch of things about us being different. Or maybe here. This is what we'll leave on. Is what would be your two's advice for people that feel different, that feel awkward, out of place, mislabeled? What would be your maybe. advice for them? And then, okay. and then let's get out of here. Sweet. So on your mark. All right. So our advice for people that are different. Yeah. What are you thinking? For me, it would be as long as you are not harming others keep on being different honestly it sucks especially middle school high school sucks but once you find like something that you're really passionate about um and you really just get a hold of it it's just who gives a shit at that point because so you see so many people especially on the internet you see so many people that have all these different talents um and they were probably considered weirdos for even thinking about it guarantee it that's the thing right and it's so many people with so many different ideas especially in an age where being the same is just it's so easily to do right it's so easy to be the same as everybody else you can wear the same lululemon uh <laughs> fucking belt bag you can wear the same clothes all of that stuff and i think being different is okay as long as you're happy and comfortable and you know and and also but i will say also that like if you if you feel like conforming in some ways that's fine too i mean it is what are you gonna do i mean it's gonna happen at some point i mean you're not gonna just be like the you know one different person all the time some people are very special and some people are you know and some people you know kind of cling on to other things that are more uh, common than you'd think and that's okay too i mean whatever at some point you're going to have similarities and that's a good thing to have similarities with people um the bad thing is just doing everything that one person does all the time that's where it can kind of get a little sketchy so you can lose your identity in something like that if yeah. you're just copying every single person right and maybe you copy them for a little bit to see if you yeah. like it and don't like it and then you throw away the things you don't like um, exactly but if you're just following 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 you you'll you'll become so dependent and so scared to step out. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to vibe off you real quick and I'm going to throw it to Vic. I was watching the show and there was all these masculine dudes. And and he said, you know, I wanted to be this when I grew up. And, and then all the guys start opening it up. And it's a comedy. And he was hmm. like, I wanted to be a ballerina. Hmm. And they all start clowning his ass like, oh, man, you soft. <laughs> and Ann's like, man, shut up, dog. <laughs> I'll shoot you. Um, and I just thought it was hilarious because these men were coming up saying the things that they wanted to do and a lot of them had to give it up so I made a, a horrific comment earlier about the the young daughter the very the youngest one being so happy and bubbly and bright and then it just dwindles it dwindles and dwindles and then you meet some weirdo like me and then I try to gas them up and light that ember and that flame and that fire 
to make them feel alive again. Um, do, 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 do what Spence said. Don't, don't lose that thing that you feel passionate about. If it's weird, just do it. Do not hurt anyone. If your parents are like hurting you or someone else is hurting you for doing it, then we need to find ways to maybe hide it a little bit, but still do it. Um, and maybe when we got more control of the situation, then you can let it come out. But I'm not, I don't want you to be in this closet, but I also don't want you to throw away something that brings you joy. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to stop playing D and D or Pokemon or collecting things or playing in the sand. If that's your thing, fuck it. I mean, as long as you're not eating it, I don't want you to eat it. You can play with it. Don't, don't eat, eat it. the sand, but it makes me happy. Papa. No, don't no, eat it. Not eat it. Not eat it. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen you wipe your ass. It's not good. You're not eating the sand it's anymore. Grainy. Oh, shit. <laughs> you ever had a grainy terrible. shit? It's not good. It's yeah, not it's fun. not. So they talk about sand getting everywhere. Well, yeah, got Jesus in one place Christ. you didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I got sand in there. Vic, what would your be advice if someone that's different, right, that's been different your whole life, what would be the advice for, like, your younger version of yourself? Or others? Um... Find your people. So find other individuals that, you know, have the same likeness as you or same interests. Like we're all social beings. So, you know, at some point we do, as you guys kind of touched on, we all kind of stimulate at some point, but we're all different in our own unique way. Um, so finding things that you're good at or that are interesting to you, like hone in on those things. And, you know, for me, um, track was kind of like my thing, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm good at this. I could beat the kid that was teasing me. Oh, okay. Let me hone so, in on that talent. Like, I mean, I mean, I, I did, I was yeah. kids ass in elementary and middle school. And I, I felt proud of that. Cause I was just like, Oh, I'm, I'm good at something. You can't take that away from me. That's something yeah. that I'll always have that I have control over. Um, and it kind of my, it made me think of this show called, um, resident alien. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on it. sci-fi, I think. Yeah. It's really funny. It's really funny. But I've heard of it. Um, I kind of identify with the main character because it's like he's different. And one of the other main characters she picks up on it, like, there's something about this guy that's different. Like, he's not who he say he is. Um, so if you guys ever get time to watch that, I think you'll like it. It's he's really funny. He's an alien, but he's actually autistic. Never know. <laughs> He does a lot of weird off the wall shit, and you're just like, "What the fuck?" Like, it's it's really good. Watch the next show where we break down how an alien is autistic. <laughs> yeah. um, we already did it uh, with uh, the little blue guy. Fair. Fair. Mega Mind. Oh, Mega Mind. There you go. Yeah. 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 He was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, th thanks, Vic, for that. Uh, finding yes. your people. Sometimes it's hard as shit. Um, but keep looking. Don't don't give up. I feel like a lot of my students give up. We just did a whole podcast on Queen Charlotte about right, no one loving you because you have mental health issues. Let's say you feel weird because you're on the spectrum and you don't think that anyone can handle your corks. Those people are out there. People that get the same corks or there's people that have a high threshold for corks. Uh, yeah. Find your, find your people. And... The internet has everything, so I mean, you can find them on there. Yeah, don't do that. Wow. Don't do that. Yeah, um, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. There are probably a lot of great people on the internet. 
probably more bad than good. Yeah, that's true. Be safe. And if you're going to have a fun community, get like a nerdy community, like Star yeah. Wars, like you're just or looking Legos at the, or something. Yeah. yeah. I bet even that's toxic at some point. Oh my just God. Have, I, like, I've seen people bully Hitler. people in this Star Wars group, in this Star Wars page. I'm like, y'all are assholes. Yeah. Yeah. It gets bad. It because then you have fandom, right? Which is a whole yeah, different thing. There's you're right. being a fan and then there's fandom. Yeah. So different. So different. So different. Yep. Because you're a lot it's a lot more intense for fandom. Yeah. It's like right? fanatics, yeah. Yeah. Find your people. Um yeah. real real quick, my advice uh would always be don't give up. As a human looked at me the other day sobbing. Um, I said, life can't always be hard like this, Nazir. It just can't. And I said, it's going to be hard like this. And I don't want to do it then. I said, homie, it's going to be hard like this. There will be awesome moments. And when you graduate, you will get to choose the people and the situation that you're in. If you give up now, you die with this pain. Mm-hmm. And you'll never know if you have any other happiness. I'm going to be miserable forever. You don't know that. You don't know that. You'll be financially stable to do what you want, when you want. Choose who you want to be around. If you give up now, you will die like this. And I think it made some headway. I think they they, they believed some of my words. Don't give up now. It's too soon. It's too soon. You only got two more years of this shit, and then you're free. And it also feels gross saying that, because they got two more years to, like, struggle. But they've already struggled for 20-some years. You fuck two more years, mm-hmm. and then we got a shot at being happy for the mm-hmm. next 40, 50 years? Mm-hmm. We got a fucking shot. To, and I said, you know, I bought my father a fucking house. We was homeless not too long ago. Um, I said, you can do it too, kid. You're going to buy your mother that house like you said you were. It's only a matter of time. You're going to be making way more money than I did. You're going to be able to do that shit in a couple years. Uh, yeah. So that's my advice. Don't give up. Easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You have no idea what the future holds, though. And even if it does hold pain, maybe you'll find more people to like find help you find the light and candles to fight your way out of that pain. So my advice, do exactly what these other two knuckleheads said. And then my dumb ass, uh, don't give up. <laughs> knuckleheads. You're like, oh, I'm a dumb ass. I'm a... Well, I, I called y'all knuckleheads. I'm dumb, man. You know, I'm the grand poobah. Yeah, whatever, motherfucker. I, I call me Mister <laughs> Stank. Doctor Dumbass. <laughs> I'm Doctor <laughs> Snuffleupagus. All dumb. right. On that note, <laughs> thanks oh, everybody for joining us today and watching Avatar: Way of Water. Way of Water it always mm-hmm. fucks me up. Um, Go ahead and check out Bub's Naturals and Cure Hydration. Uh, use our code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order. Um, also, remember, go to our shop. We have a ton of different merch that you can buy. Um, yeah. Shirts. Made by him, him over there and me over here. Yep. Made a bunch of stuff. Hello, autistic. All the tism you can think of. I'm trying to make a Roy Kent shirt, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. Um, So thank you, everybody, uh, for joining us. Remember to go to the link in uh, for all of those free resources for self-help. 
We have a ton of them in our link tree. So go check those out and leave a tip for Nas uh, because he made all that. Thank so, you. Yes. Yes. And thank you, Vic, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank yes. you. It's always a pleasure to speak about mental health. And I think uh, before we get out of here, Vic, you said you actually had something you want us to do next time. For, oh, what, do you remember what the show was? Uh, talking about Resident Alien? No, no, it was another. It was another show you texted me the other day. Uh, um, White Man Can't Jump. What was that one? It was, it was that but it, it was the new one, and I don't know. Spencer's like, Bleh. fuck, no. You don't no. like the new one? So he doesn't want to see. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I'm not so watch, if we, I didn't watch if, the second Space Jam. I'm not watching this garbage. Yep. So the only way we would do that is if it's we did the everyone. if we did the first one and then we just threw in the breathing scene from the second one. That's all we could do. I just wanted to see Spence no. puke real quick. No, you can do the first one all you want. Love it. Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes, amazing. Yep. Even what's that, her face? That would be a classic. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that and then I can throw the reels on Instagram. This is Wesley Snipes when he paid his taxes. It, maybe. 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 Maybe that's a that would be a good. I don't reel. think he was ever paying. I don't think he did. <laughs> he yeah. probably wasn't. Probably wasn't. All right, thank you All everybody right. for joining us today. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm Spencer. That's Nas. Different Spectrums podcast. Bye. Peace, everyone. Bye. Much love. Take care of yourselves. Bye.